Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. So good. And happy Father's Day from me to all the dads here as well. I was... um, chatting to one of the young girls this morning and she came and she was so excited. It was Father's Day. She said, Happy Father's Day. I said, what happened in your house this morning? She said, we had pancakes. I said, that sounds amazing. What do you like on your pancakes? And she said, bacon. (laughs) And I thought, I want to come to your house for brekkie on Father's Day. That sounds amazing. So, uh, Clay, I hope you liked your bacon on your pancakes, mate. That's good. Well done. All right, I'm going to pray. We're going to get into the Word this morning. Father, we just thank You that You are good. We've been worshipping You as a Heavenly Father this morning, Lord. And I know as we come into this day where we celebrate, Dads, that there are so many here who are feeling this in some way as well, that there's loss and pain, God. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, come and minister. I pray that people will be blessed by being here today and that in the midst of that lost pain, that they'll get a real sense of being ministered to, that they'll find some comfort in that place. But overall, God, we just thank you that when we come to you, you're, you're an amazing God. You're a heavenly Father that loves us unconditionally. And so you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our worship, Lord. And so as we come now, we look to you, Dad, to come and speak by the power of your Holy Spirit. Come and speak your truth into our lives. We pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. So good. All right. Well, we're in week three of our Holy Healthy Message series. Uh, My voice is going because I've been away for three days with some of our young ads and trying to keep up with them. We got this amazing team, Project 11 crew. Put your hands up, Project 11. Where are you guys? Yeah, through the room. Awesome. And we just had an awesome time on a camp up at Mapleton. So that's been amazing. Anyway, we'll see how my voice goes with this. Week three, we're talking about God's desire for us to be healthy in body, mind and spirit. And the tension here when we come into this series is that every single person here in this room, every single one who's joining us online, that there are some unhealthy things in our lives, right? Now, some of us are great in some areas and terrible in others. And so this series, I really believe that it's got something for everyone. We've had this key verse for the series. It comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And I thought as we wrap up this week, that we could just go old school and that it would be good just to read this out loud together. All right? Can we do that? So maybe you need to jump on your feet. Can you jump on your feet? We'll go another step further for the reading of God's Word. Have we got it? We've got it. Message translation this morning. Let's read this together. May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If He said it, He'll do it. Amen. All right. 
On your way down to your seat, just tell the person next to you, holy and whole. That's how God wants you. So last week we talked about the victorious mind. And uh, if you missed that message, if you're here today and you missed that message, I want to really encourage you to jump online and have a listen to that message. I believe it's going to help some people here. But this week is our final week in our series and today we're talking about our bodies. I thought it would be good to be talking about our bodies on Father's Day. Um, Because as I've been getting older, um, I've noticed that things tend to head downwards And occasionally my wife kind of reminds me of that also in her loving, gentle way as well. But here we are, we're talking about our our bodies. And I think when it comes into this space, there's a lot of stuff that we know as Christians, as followers of Jesus. Like we know that we're we're called to love, right? We we know about uh, Ten Commandments, we know that we're, we're called to be good people and to do what God says. We know that uh, if someone cuts us off, uh, it's probably not a good idea to stick the finger out the window. Like maybe that's something that Jesus wouldn't do, right? And so we know this stuff and there's all this stuff that we just accept and, and we kind of know and we take for granted. But I'm not sure we really know what it looks like when it comes to our bodies and our life with Jesus. And maybe you're here today and maybe this is literally the first time that you've ever really thought about this. How does my physical body fit in with this life that Jesus has called me to live? And I'm excited because today we're going to chat about this and I actually think that there's this huge gap in this space and I'm praying that the Lord will speak to every one of us. Um, When it comes to our bodies, I want you to hear this because this is the underlying message of the whole series. What having a healthy body will affect our spirit and our mind. We're not separate from those things. Having a healthy mind is going to impact our body and our spirit. Having a healthy spirit is going to impact our body and our mind. So we are, we're made so amazingly. Like God has, has just created us in, in this incredible way where all those things impact each other. And if we separate those things in any way or we don't fully understand them, then we're going to see unhealthy things manifest in our lives. All right, so here we go. I want to start with some fun facts this morning. Um, Fun fact, when it comes to the human body, and and this is straight off some cheesy website that I found, so uh, don't quote me on this. This might get fact-checked and uh, scrapped somewhere. Uh, Number one, you can't breathe and swallow at the same time. True? I threw this one in because I thought everyone in the room would try and do it straight away. Are you trying? Because that's what I did when I read it. I was like, really? Like... Okay, I loved this one. In camera terms, the human eye is about 576 megapixels. Can you believe that? 
I was stoked when I got a cool phone that was three megapixels, like a, a cool camera, I mean. That's going back a little while, okay? Anyway. <laughs> and here's one just to kind of gross you out, I think. Humans shed about 600,000 particles of skin every hour. So I'm just thinking by the end of church today, this place is disgusting. If you would like to come and vacuum afterwards, that would be a huge blessing. Has that grossed? Is, I thought there might just be someone who's like, I'm out, I'm done. This is not where I want to be. But here's, here's what we actually really need to know is that in creation, we know that God created us, but there was an order to that creation. And when we look at the Scriptures, starting right in Genesis 1, I really believe that God saved the best till last. That's when He came and He created us in His image. The Scriptures say He created the light and the land and the sea and the plants and the sun and the moon and the stars and He created birds and fish and animals. And then on the sixth day, God created human beings in His image. And I love the value that Scriptures give to our physical creation. This is how the Psalms put it, 139 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's a reflection on the complexity of the human body. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Isn't that cool? How many people look at their body and they say, your works are wonderful, Lord. I know that full well. Look at this. Come on. But in Jesus' day, there was was a whole group of people, a cultural belief system that believed that because the human body would die and go into the earth and the soul would live on, that they were able to do whatever they liked to the body and just the soul would take care of eternity, right? And so they lived in this way and there's teaching in the Scriptures that comes and addresses that and obviously the point is that your body is valuable to God that you've been created in His image, that we are interwoven all the parts of our beings and that if we separate that, there's actually no way we can do it if we try. We can't separate these things. In Romans 6, it puts it this way. It says, Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument of righteousness. This is talking about our bodies. In Romans 12, we see this call to come and bring ourselves as a living sacrifice. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so this is the first point that I really want you to grasp this morning. If you're a note taker, point number one is that your body actually belongs to God. 
that He has purchased you, that He has created you, that He has saved you, that you've been set apart. And what you do with your body has spiritual implications. We need to understand this. And so we come to the Father and we live this life of surrender. We put everything down before Him. We surrender control of our life particularly when we, we're on this journey to faith and, and we reach this point where we come to the Father and we say, Lord, I want to surrender my life to You. I want You to have Your way in my life. And then the Lord gently guides us on this journey and then we realise, hey, there's something else that I need to surrender. I'm holding on to this. And the Lord wants me to surrender that to Him as well. And then He gently takes us on this other journey and He highlights something else to us and He says, I want you to surrender this and we surrender that as well. If we flip this, how ridiculous does it sound that we say, Lord, we surrender everything to You except our bodies. When it comes to my body, I'm going to treat it how I want. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to surrender that. Our life as followers of Jesus is a life of surrender. And here's how Paul puts in 1 Corinthians 6. He says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. Isn't that great? And so here's point number two for you this morning. Not only do our bodies belong to God, but our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. Some people are here and you're like, yeah, man, this temple looks good, you know? And that's what you think when you look in the mirror. And other people, they're looking, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, this temple has some love handles and it's sagging in places and uh, it's racked up a few kilometres along the way. But this temple concept is amazing. I think this is one of the most mind-blowing concepts in Scripture, that as we read through the Old Testament, we see the incredible lengths it would take for God's presence to be able to rest somewhere or on someone, that people would have to come completely consecrated, made holy to be able to receive His presence, that physical locations would have to have the same process, these strict conditions, because God's presence could not rest anywhere but in perfection. And so what a concept that there would ever even be a day where God would say, I'm going to put my presence in you. This is amazing. And it's only made possible because Jesus comes and He dies on a cross and His blood is shed for you and I. He stands in our place and then He's raised from the dead, defeating death, the power of death, the victory, the sting of death. And in that place, when we come to Him and put our faith and our trust in the work of Jesus, Jesus declares us as righteous and worthy of being a resting place of His Holy Spirit. Is that not incredible? Come on. The Creator of the universe. He's not a distant God because He lives in us as followers of Jesus that we are these physical temples, that we're carrying around the presence of the Almighty God. This is amazing. 
And then I get so challenged. Well, how do I treat this temple? Think about some of the things that I've taken the presence of the Lord into. Think about some of the things this temple has done. And the presence of God is in me. And I realised then that I need to steward this temple so well. Paul, in this scripture, we talk about the Holy Spirit part, the temple part, but he is addressing some really specific things. In particular, in this, in this passage, 1 Corinthians 6, he's addressing sexual sin. See, this concept of my body is separate enabled people to say we can do sexually whatever we want with our bodies because it's our soul that's going to live on. And you know, we listen to that and we know the Father's made us in this complex way that all these things are connected and yet some of us still live this way, that we'll do whatever we want with our body. I want to read you this. This is heavy. Paul says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ Himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never! Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? That this is not just a physical connection, this is a spiritual connection. That there are other things at play here. For it is said the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with Him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of their body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. We cannot live in a way where we think what we do to our bodies actually has little effect. It impacts our life. Now, there's some other great things in Scripture. I want to throw a few other things. This is what the Bible teaches us about our temples. Um, There is a sin that's found in Scripture that I don't think we really talk about much, and it's called gluttony. And uh, he's going there. If not now, when? Gluttony is generally defined as the ongoing act of excessive eating. And the interesting thing in Scripture is that it's often uh, mentioned in the same places as drunkenness. And so if, if we follow it to its root, gluttony and drunkenness are found in a place where there's a lack of self control, where people give in to that desire and therefore are led into a place of sin. And ultimately, the Scriptures teach us about this, that gluttony does not honour the Lord with our bodies. That's what it's all about. Okay, let me move on. Another one. Um, The Bible teaches us to love others as we love ourselves. You've heard this in the greatest commandment. The Pharisees come to Jesus, they want to challenge Him. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love others as you love yourself. And I feel like that's one of the hardest parts because we can say, Lord, I love you. You're incredible. We can say, hey, it's so easy to love people. I have this heart. I just, I love people. I have compassion for people. 
But then when that little bit on the end comes in, it says, well, well love others as you love yourself. <laughs> then that gets a little bit harder, right? And do you realise that in loving yourself, shame has to be pushed away. This concept of, of hating our bodies, this concept of uh, body image that's just taken over the world and is so strong and this stronghold for people of being actually really hard and down on their bodies, that has to get pushed aside for us to receive the love of the Father, to be able to love ourselves and love others. Amen. Amen. All right. And there's one here for men. I thought I should throw one in especially for you. This is a cracker. Ephesians 5, this is what it says. It says, in the same way, husbands, this is referencing how Jesus loves the church, gave His life for the church. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Isn't that good? Do you see the two way there though? So we're called to love our wives, but we're called to love our own bodies. So I've just given you permission, man, just to be like, you know, when you're standing in front of the mirror and you're like, yeah, not bad. Just receive that. Like God's like, yeah, not bad, not bad. Maybe need some work, whatever. Justify the gym membership, whatever's going on there. I love how um, Rick Warren put it in one of his books. He said this, he said, God created it. Jesus died for it. The Holy Spirit lives in it and I'd better take care of it. Isn't that good? Come on, that's gold. All right, I wanna leave you with one final thought today. And uh, some of the team are gonna come up just as I wrap up here. And here's a thought, I wanna leave you with this. It's a pretty simple thought. Whatever the calling on your life is, whatever God has for you, it's going to require your body. Your body is gonna be a part of it. I can tell you, you are not gonna fulfill that calling from bed. Amen? That's it, I'll leave you with that. No, I got more. If you're, if you're called to a season of, of, of being a mum and this is your calling and you're investing in your family and your children, you are gonna need your body. How many mums know that, right? If you are called to a space of um, business and workplace ministries, you are gonna need your body to be able to keep up with the pace and the things that God has for you. God has plans and purposes for your life and your body is gonna need to be able to facilitate those plans and purposes. And what a horrible thought to think that we are limited in our capacity and the things that God can do through with us because we're not taking care of this temple. If I am sick, if I am tired, it's gonna make it so much harder to do the things that God is calling me to do. And so I wanna address some simple, some simple ways to steward our bodies. We all know these, right? You know your body needs sleep and rest. It's just a fact. Like we just need to do it. If you're staying up late, scrolling, social media, and then the next day that you find it a little harder to love people and have a bit of grace in your words, then maybe something needs to change. Right? Our bodies need food. 
How many people know someone that just turns into a monster when they haven't eaten? The hangries? Maybe that's all of us. Is everyone just like awkward? Like, let's not talk about this one. That's me. Our bodies need water. Have you ever like been feeling um, down? Like you've had this whole day and you feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a bit boggy today. I'm just a bit down. And then at the end of the day, you have some water and you just feel like, whoa. And you're like, I wasn't depressed. I was dehydrated. I just needed to drink some water. Thank you, Lord. Our bodies need exercise. We need to move these bodies. I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, on retreat this week and he, he leads a church where God's doing amazing things. There's a lot going on. I said, how are you going with it all? How are you feeling? He says, Dan, it's, it's actually all going amazing. I feel like I'm doing really well. The one place is I just need to get some exercise. I just need to move this body. This body is not keeping up with what's actually happening. Our bodies are made to move. You know, um, going back five years now to 2017, and God was doing some amazing things in our church here. God was doing some amazing things in our life as well. It was a really incredible season, but I had been working uh, really long hours, really, really hard. And I'd been doing that for a really long time. And uh, I hadn't been stewarding the temple very well at all. And I remember this night so clearly, we'd had an amazing day at church and God had moved really powerful, we had a morning service and a night nice service that day and we'd seen God just do amazing things, it was feeling good. And uh, I went to bed that night and it was about midnight that I woke up and I had this just really bizarre sensation like running from my chest all the way up my neck into my jaw. And it felt like someone had reached into my chest and they were squeezing my heart. There was just this pain in my heart. And I got out of bed and, and, I, and I, was, I was walking around and just, I suppose, trying to work out what was going on. And the pain got worse and worse. And um, blokes, you're all understand this and, and wives, you'll understand this as well, but uh, we're pretty dumb. And I remember having this, this thought of like, I, I wonder if this is what a heart attack feels like. And um, I thought, yeah, I think this is what a heart attack feels like. And the pain kept getting worse and worse. And it got so bad that there was this point where I said to the Lord, I said, well, God, if I'm coming home tonight, amazing. I'm ready to come. But then I said, but Lord, there's, there's, there's so much going on, so much good stuff and there's so much more to do. I would really love to stay. Don't take me home tonight. And of course, while this is going on, Liz, is, Liz wakes up at one point and I told her a little bit of what's going on. And she says, it sounds like we should call an ambulance. And I said, darling, go back to bed. It's all good. <laughs> And so I'm praying and in, in, as I'm praying, the pain starts to go. And after about 45 minutes, I'm f actually feeling okay. 
and exhausted. And so I go back to bed and we wake up next morning. It's Monday, it's our day off. And uh, we go to the shops and we're doing some shopping and then it hits me again. And this time Liz is like, I am calling an ambulance. I said, oh, I really don't want all the fuss, babe. Like, it, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And she said, all right, I won't call an ambulance, but you, you have to call your mother. <laughs> I almost went for the ambulance. And my mother's a, a nurse, and so of course I said, all right, all right. I called mum and said, she said, what's going on? And tell her, and she says, Dan, call an ambulance right now. And I said, nah, it's all good. And so I got off the phone and said, look, I don't want to call an ambulance but I'll let you take me to emergency. Anyway, so take me to emergency. The place is packed. And I just want you to know, if you wanna get in quickly, tell them that there's something going on with your heart. Because I went to the window and they asked what's going on, I tell them, and uh, they put me straight in there. And over a few days in hospital and lots of tests and things like that, they found out that um, I'd got really sick with a virus and uh, it had attacked my heart. This virus had attacked my heart specifically. And it has caused this condition they call myocarditis and put this huge strain on my heart. And I look back at this and I remember all those things. And you know what? I was so dumb. I preached the next Sunday. Like I got out of hospital and I'm like, she's all good. And I'll preach and, and, and life will go back. And through some doctors, some doctors were telling us what was going on. And they said, Dan, like, uh, you can get through this, no worries, but you're going to have to rest for three months uh, so your heart can actually heal. It's going to take three months and you can't do anything. Like you literally need to stop. You can't elevate your heart in any way. You need to rest. And even then I was like, Lord, what do you think about this? And God sent a very good, uh, He sent one of my mentors to come and visit. And he didn't actually know about that part of it. And just in the spirit, he said, he said, Dan, I think you need to consider taking some time off work and just slowing down. He said, I, th I think it needs to be like three months. <laughs> and so I took three months off and it was amazing and I really did rest. I didn't do anything and it was so much fun watching my wife do the whippersnipping. Yeah. Uh, but God really blessed me in that time. At the end of three months, uh, I had all my tests and everything. They all came back perfect, amazing, 100% clear, no side effects, whatever. It wasn't until um, two years ago, I met this doctor and I was talking to this doctor and as we were talking, I, he, he said, you know, I'm actually a heart specialist. And I said, you're no, no kidding. Like I had this stuff happen with my heart. And we talked about that and, he, and, and I told him what had happened and he took my hand and he shook it. He said, Dan, you're the first person I have ever met that has come out the other side of that with no side effects at all. Isn't that amazing? Now, I, I, I believe that God came, that it was His healing work and that with the rest in steward in my body in that season, God said, you're gonna come out the other side of this and I got plans and purposes for you, Dan. But here's the thing, let me land it here. If I'm dead, if I'm sick, because I haven't been looking after my body, how am I gonna do the things that God is calling me to do? And there is so much that He has for every single one of this, one of us. He, he wants 
our bodies to bring Him glory. In the Scriptures it says, it says it this way, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, I just wanna, I just wanna touch on this. I know that if you're here today and you have suffered with health issues, uh, or maybe you've been injured in some way and there's, there's things have happened to you that have maybe been out of your control, um, maybe, you, maybe you are here today and you have not stewarded your body well and you're aware of that this morning. And this is not about having a go at anyone. I want you just to know God's grace in this space, that the Father understands those things, that that's the place where He meets us. And He meets us here this morning, right where we are, as we are, and He loves us just as we are. And so we talk about change and what we need to do. And yet the beauty of the Father is that He loves us even before anything has happened. That's who He is. So I want you to reflect on some questions just before I pray. Number one, are you taking care of your temple? Number two, is your current lifestyle helping or hindering you in the plans and purposes that God has for your life? And number three, are there things you need to stop or start doing to honour your body and bring glory to God? And so I'm gonna pray into that. And we're gonna invite Holy Spirit to speak right now and just see what He has to say for each one of us. And then we're gonna pray and then we're gonna worship as we finish up this morning. So Holy Spirit, we just come before You with these questions right now. We welcome Your voice. Holy Spirit, come and speak to us. Is my lifestyle helping or hindering the plans and purposes that You have for me, Lord? Father, show me, is there anything in my life that needs to stop, that needs to change? Or something in my life that I need to start doing so that my body will bring You glory. Just gonna give you a minute just to sit in this space. I invite you to jump on your feet. And we're going to wrap up.
we're going to pray. Father, thank You, Lord, for Your truth. Thank You, God, that You are Creator, that You love us, that You know us. Your Word says that You know every hair on our heads, Father. Thank You, Father, that You do care. Father, thank You for Your grace. Thank You for Your empowering presence in our life, Lord. Thank You for Your miracle working power where You break into the physical and do what only You can do, Heavenly Father. Thank You for guiding us and leading us for Your plans and purposes, Lord. Thank You that You've prayed paid the price to purchase our lives, Father. And we come, Lord, as living sacrifices and lay ourselves before You, Heavenly Father. And so we pray, God, come and have Your way in Jesus' Name. Amen. Let's sing together, church. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.